Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway. Uh, as soon as this show you're about to hear finishes, Richie and I are um, racing to go and get a train up to Manchester ahead of being in a bed in the Arndale Centre all day tomorrow. Obviously, I'm the main travel tech guy, so I've printed everything out. Got us all sorted. <laughs> Only joking. Richie's done all that. But the interesting thing is, is what we're going to have as a tipple, because it's been a hell of a few weeks. We oh. do plan to have a couple of bevies on the train, yeah. but quite different approach to it, you and I. Yeah, we have. Yeah, For me... Um... I like my beer, I like my lager, I like my Guinness. But when I'm on a train... <laughs> it all changes. It all changes. It really all changes. And for me, a train journey is, uh, is M&S and those little preloaded cocktail cans. The, well, the thing I find fascinating about this is that um, you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt today. Yeah. Admittedly with a stain on it, you'll find out in a minute. But you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt, so yeah. you drinking a tin of, uh, like, a blush drink, or it's, you're going to look like Buster. You remember when, <laughs> I remember that, Phil Collins yes. in Buster or something, lotto I'm, winner. I'm happy with that as a look. It's a good look. It's the summertime. What will you be going for? I'm just going to go for a couple of really, really strong cans of lager that makes me go quiet. <laughs> That's all I want. And the great thing is, because I think the seats have been booked by the company, we will be sat <laughs> next door to each other. We'll look so different. It's very. If you see two very unusual-looking businessmen <laughs> yeah. on the train, it's me and him. Oh, man, we won't be in business. Oh, no, that's for sure. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I think there's a reason that I wear black T-shirts a lot, and I think it's because if you wear a white T-shirt, you are inviting a stain to happen to you. Do you know what? I would I would never wear, very ever wear, well, white T-shirts. I feel like you're asking for trouble. Exactly that. Do you exactly know what I mean? that. And I'm wearing today, ladies and gentlemen, a white T-shirt. And what happened when I sat down in the cafe and ordered myself a poached egg with some hollandaise on it? Yeah, that's right. Nice little hollandaise. <laughs> A stain right in the middle of me. Ch- it, it, it's like a target. It, it looks like you've been hit with a crossbow bolt. I tell you what, just imagine a piece of hollandaise or a great big drop of it has fallen out of your mouth as you excitedly eat poached egg way too quickly off a muffin. Because that's exactly what happened. That is a very extravagant spillage, isn't it? Ho- hollandaise sauce, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? It is, and it's... Do you know what? It's, it's changed colour as the day has gone on. Maybe the sun has baked it on, I don't know. But it, it's, it's, that, well, As soon as I came in today... As you know when someone's got something on them, yeah. whether it's like a spot or a thing, something yeah. to do with their hair, you try not to show that your eyes are drifting down to look at it. Because <laughs> I have this with Katie. If I look at she's had something done with her eyebrows or whatever, and I'll talk to her and she'll be like, what? What are you looking at? And I was trying I was trying to not show you that I was looking at your stain when you were chatting to me. I think I, you were probably one of the longest that it's taken, but I let a good five minutes pass by before I went, oh, by the way, this is Hollandaise. I know you've seen it. <laughs> Let's just get it out of the way. Yeah. Maybe put it on a little card and start handing it around in restaurants. <laughs> so first hour of the show today, it's... it's it's a simple subject. It's the word stains, OK? We're after your your stains stories. Now, thankfully, mine is just hollandaise and a poached egg gone wrong. Uh, I've managed to stain my wall after sneezing on it. It's oh. left a, sw- a small, shiny patch that I can't get rid of. Oh, my word. Says Joe. Um, we're after that's stains sp- stories. I mean, that, wow. that, that's the kind of thing I'm worried about, this hollandaise, because it is hollandaise, but it does look like, you know, some nasty... Grolly's it, just gone down there. It's gone kind of brown. <laughs> no. It's kind of brown. Do you want the weirdest, like most annoying stains that ne- never went? You know, sometimes you get a stain. I'll wash that. It's gone. Mm. Uh, this this pair of shorts that I wore, done for after this stain happened. Um, it was a great way to get a stain. There's there's a place in Leon C called Grated that does cheese toasties. Oh, that sounds fantastic. It's like my favourite kind of food in shop format. Uh, but the the risk of cheese toasties is the the side drip of, mm-hmm. of like molten cheese fat. Beginning of a day when we we're going out with the whole family. 
got got too kind of like aggressive with my cheese toasty. It went all over my crotch. <laughs> Little map of India there. Yeah. And it's never been able to wash out since. You just have to be grateful that you were wearing shorts because if it had gone in that place and it was molten cheese on another occasion, that would have been very, very painful. I tend not to eat cheese toasties bottomless. <laughs> So I'm all right. Phrase of the show so far. Uh, this text here <laughs> says we used to call a stain like that a canteen medal in the emergency services. I like that. That's a badge of honour. It is. Uh, do tell us your stain story. Uh, Tina from the North says, Guys, my stain story is unfortunately this. I was cleaning my kitchen paintwork using bleach on a cloth. After I finished, I forgot and put the cloth in the washing basket. <sighs> my new jeans in the basket. Cloth left a big bleach stain. My jeans were ruined. I was mortified. It was not my day. Could have turned into some kind of like tied up. My gene could have done what like different patches <laughs> yeah, and exactly yeah was it weirdly enough right just on that kind of topic i remember we used to have a place called zulu's a nightclub uh, near us in torquay which had neon lights yeah and uh I'm, my mum had washed my chinos in what i don't know what it was but you wouldn't have known it normally in, in normal daylight but when we went into this nightclub <laughs> it came up with like it looked like something from csi had stains all over me people would pay for chinos like that oh dearie me people must have been talking uh deborah your stain story please it was my wedding day and my husband, uh, we just got married and we went to the reception and we just waited to get all the photographs taken and somebody handed my husband a glass of wine just to hold while they were sorting out the child and he turned around and spilled it all down the front of my dress. Oh, is that like a bad omen for the rest of the, of the yeah, marriage? It, it is, yeah. Well, it oh. was, but uh, we were still married. Like, oh, that's good. Tomorrow, so. Oh, well, there you, how many years? 16 years. Oh, well, there you go. Fair play for sticking with him after that, because a lot of people would have just said, let's just knock it on the air to get it annulled. <laughs> well, exactly. I, I very, very nearly did, actually. Uh, <laughs> but um, he made up for the honeymoon, so it was all good. Deborah, I, I, okay. I think if I... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> do we leave this call here, or do I ask the question I was going to... No, ask okay. the question. Um, I think if I heard you rightly, you said it was you were going to the photographs. So does that mean in your wedding photos there is a red wine stain? There is, but the photographer cleverly managed to get rid of it on the photographs, so you can't see it. It's amazing what you can touch up these days, isn't it? It is. Let's leave that there. Bye-bye, Deborah. Thank you. Thank you, babe. Uh, here's this text. I work as a marriage registrar when I was filling up my fountain pen. I knocked over the ink bottle. It went all over the table at a venue and the certificate book. We had to spoil... Ten certificates. Oh my word! What's the what's the the program called where you send in your video and you've fallen over and stuff? You've been framed. That's like you've been framed from like the 1600s. <laughs> oh, I've knocked me ink bottle over. Uh, Grudge says on Twitter, prior to attending an England game at Twickers, I stopped for a foot long meatball roll to help soak up some beer. As I took my first bite, a meatball dropped onto my white England shirt, rolled down it, and then onto. <laughs> onto my left trouser leg, <laughs> leaving a tomato sauce line from chest to ankle. He then further, he's, he's added another tweet in saying, uh, specifically the meatball was like one of those sticky octopuses that kids throw at windows. <laughs> That's your marinara sauce for you. That's what it is. Keep those coming in at Absolute Radio. We've got Sarah on the line, though. Sarah, tell us your stain story. Oh, my God. Well, it involved me having to fall in sick for work next day as well. <laughs> wow. Wowee. Tell us more. Yeah. So, yeah, so basically, my mate texts me one night and she says, oh, well, that's really annoying me. Um, what are you doing? I says, I'm having a bottle of red wine, mate. Come up if you want. I had three bottles already. She brought another two, so we sat there. We're getting a little bit girl talk hammered. No problem. Went round the shop for some more wine. And we counted that we'd done, we'd done five bottles of red wine. And we're like, it's not a problem. Five between you at this point. Five bottles between you. Oh, that's... Drink that. responsibly. That's just... <laughs> 
responsibly, not if you're from Leeds, or anywhere. <laughs> so she says, um, oh, we're going to get some snacks as well. So I get some snacks. Some anyway, what, sorry? Snacks. Cool. Onion rings and whatever else. Anyway. Great. This is, a, this is a Sunday night, by the way. We've both got to be at work one day. No bother. So anyway, she goes home about 11 o'clock, and I've got this, like, I'd say, like, a glass and a half left of red wine because I drank some of hers. Fall asleep on the sofa. Not a problem. Wake up next morning on the sofa. I've booted the wine all over the wall. <laughs> literally, literally booted it all over. And I was like, right, no problem. I'll, I'll deal with that later. But the red wine stayed is still there on the wall two years, probably more later. <laughs> That's great. You added in your own sound effects there. <laughs> um, so the red wine stain is still there two years later. Absolutely. And to be honest, it's probably not it's probably going to be there another two years. But like... <laughs> Do you know, do you remember Phil Mitchell's house in EastEnders? They had all them cream walls. Yeah. I was watching EastEnders one day and I went, I've got the same colour scheme as the Mitchells. That's <laughs> it, yeah. Sarah, you're a live wire and it's good to speak to you. All right, take care. We need to get ourselves to Leeds, mate. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> I don't think you and I could handle the night in Leeds that we've just heard. Genuinely, we've got to get to Leeds as soon as we possibly can. <laughs> Manchester, my friend, that's where we're heading after this show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joanne, tell us your stain. I do, yes. I thought it was a really good idea to dye my hair before going to work one. Right, okay. And I put it on and I left it. And well, I actually, but before we go further into the story, I, I don't know about Richie, I walk down the, the, the dyed hair, uh, you know, aisles of, like, Superdrug and that. I always wonder what's going on. You've got, like, a locket of girls' hair <laughs> twisted next to the box. We never know what's in them. My mum used to dye her hair quite a bit when we were kids, but you, no. do, you, do you just put it on, like, is it like a shampoo? You just stick it on top of your head, or how does it work? Sometimes you have to mix two things together. Oh, that bathroom. sounds a risky business. It's like Breaking Bad, isn't it? You just put it on. Um, so I put it on, it was a henna dye. Which I've never used before. That is tattoos, though, normally, right? Like Richie said. Yeah, it was a, a different one I've never used before. So I dyed my hair and I washed it off. But I didn't put my head over the sink. I had a shower. And I ended up, I dyed my mum's bath and the grout purple. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> and I dyed myself. And I looked like Violet from Charlie the Chocolate Factory. Oh, wow. And I had to phone in work and say I was all sick because I'm upset stomach because I couldn't admit that I turned myself purple. Wow, so you would rather your entire workplace think that you have the two bod bits <laughs> than actually go in looking like that. That's the sign of a bad stain, isn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, it really was purple. <laughs> I don't feel so bad about my holidays now. Thank you very much. No. <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Daily Going to dedicate that song we just played to Stella Bushenfeld, our gorgeous little baby daughter, six months old now, is Stella. She's grown up quick. Uh, I mean, I could eat her and I love her with all my heart, but we had a weigh-in yesterday at the, the health centre. I took her to the health mm-hmm. centre thing for a little check-in, you know, on the on the scales in her pants, like uh, a welterweight. Uh, and she's 21 pounds. <laughs> six months old, 21 pounds. <laughs> and she's a proper unit. I mean, I, like I say, I love her to bits, but she, she looks like um, a Bonnie baby from a World War II photography book. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, my, my other half, Katie, is from Northumberland. I always say that Stella's got a right Geordie face on her. So she's, <laughs> but she's 21 pounds, which explains why my back is an absolute mess. Your back, moment. over the last, I don't know, two months? It's unbelievable. The number of days where, you, you, poor thing, you're just... 
affected by your back, shall we say? Hobbling around all over the place. Probably the worst was La Rochelle when obviously I messed up the whole uh, um, Eurostar thing. Yeah. I had to go on my own. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, seven hours on the train's not going to do it any good, is it, at no. all? So it's been a nightmare. I've been seeing this um, uh, physio called Kieran. Lovely guy. We go out and really enjoy ourselves. <laughs> good. It's, you know, we're going to be really happy together. But anyway, we've been having physiotherapy. And that's, that hurts, doesn't it, when they do that to you? <laughs> yeah. Like just me in a, in a room with air conditioning screaming. <laughs> whilst people are doing, like, lunges in the other room. Uh, and, and it was weird. I was driving, driving home from it the other day, just thinking, I've gone in there and, I eat, and I've paid him to hurt me. Yeah. In an industrial estate. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, imagine, imagine, um, imagine part of your day job is, like, hurting people. Obviously for the best. Yeah, 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 for the, the good. For, for the better good and everything. But you are, you are essentially hurting people as part of your job. So, thought, let's, let's use this as inspiration for a little phone-in. If you, if you hurt someone as part of your job, tell us about it. I mean, for you and I... For you and I, hopefully, <laughs> it's it's a world apart. Hopefully, the stuff we're doing isn't hurting people. We never know. We, we do never know. But yeah, it's a strange sensation. It must be. It is. It's bizarre. Well, Louise has just tweeted to say that yes, I'm a practice nurse and I make babies cry. Sometimes, as soon as babies see nurses, yeah, just a visual thing. Yeah, no, or like kicking off when they're doing the old reflex thing. They've got to whack them on the knee and all that kind of stuff. Oh, what was that one that when that you just managed to get things sorted out when when you got like a brand new baby, and then uh, the health visitor, like uh, Mary Poppins, comes round, big old duffel bag, leather bag, and they do that thing where they like put a staple in the baby's heel. That's it. Like, yeah. why did you do that for? Just got it to sleep for the first time, making them cry. Uh, Danny says, "Yes, I hurt people five days a week. I work in car insurance." Thanks, mate. Uh, Richard Buxton says, he's a football journalist, he says, does reporting on Everton count? Oh, come on, not when, not when your back's feeling like that. Well, just signed Dwight, Dwight McNeil. There you go. Burnley 2.0. <laughs> uh, Joe is putting herself forward as a phlebotomist, very much so, someone that I visit relatively regularly. That is that is just having that jab in your arm all the time. No way, no thank so, you. So was that blood, is it? That's blood, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just taking blood all day. Where does phleb come from, though? I always thought that was the kind of thing that's on the back of your cagoule if you were unpopular. I don't know. Uh, Darren from Chatham and Kent says, I make people cry by telling them how much it will be to fix their Apple products. <laughs> oh! Uh, we've got Andy on the line. Uh, Andy, what do you do? Mate, I'm a tattooist. Wow, so you get to, like, properly, like, properly hurt people. But it's, they want it. They can't get enough of it. He's paying me oh, to hurt him. He's paying me to hurt him. Well, Pretty you're hurting someone it. right now. <laughs> yeah, mate. yeah, he is. Just to prove it. There's the machine. Oh, <laughs> right. We're going to guess. Well, who's your patient there, if that's the right word? Uh, James. James is in the chair. James, right. Richie, guess what James is having done. Uh, are you in Plymouth? Yes, mate. You're having a, James is having an anchor, uh, Popeye style, uh, on his upper arm. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's getting. The, I think he's getting the hoe on his arm. Plymouth hoe? No, no. He's he's having an Oriental sleeve at the moment. So. Uh, we're on the inside of his bicep, which is a nice, tasty place to be hurting him at this moment. Listen to how much he's revelling in it. Tasty place to hurt him. I love it. So in terms of, like, you know when you draw on someone, right? Yeah. Again, not a technical term. Is it, is it the thin line that hurts or the colouring in that hurts? What hurts the most? It, it's definitely generally to whichever they prefer. You know, um, some people say they, they hate the line in. Some say they hate the shading. It, it's down to each individual one. You can't say one or the other. You know, they'll tell you the worst-case scenario... I'll be honest with you, I'm not really interested. I'm not really... I'm just doing work. Well, Richie and I think we're going to get a home time show tattooed on our shoulder blades. (laughs) Would you be up for doing that for us? Come down, I'll do it. (laughs) We'll let you get back to the Oriental sleeve. You get uh, inflicting that pain again, right? Fantastic. Great show, guys. Great show. Love it. And tell James to give us a shout. Let us know he's okay. 
James, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. There he is. Delirious. <laughs> he won't be in an hour or so. so. <laughs> Abby in Wigan says, Guys, I'm a student nurse, I, so I feel unfortunate for those people who are my guinea pigs and I have to practice on. We're talking about hurting people as part of your daily job. I went to physio earlier on, in a bit of pain, for a good cause, but he gets to essentially hurt people in, in part of his daily routine. Uh, Michelle does just that as well. Uh, you do or you used to, Michelle? I, I used to. Yes, I used to work for a high street optician and I used to do the pre-tests including the puff of air as part of the glaucoma screening and it would make people jump. Do you know what, because that, that wasn't a thing when I was a kid, right? And then no, something happened know. when there, obviously people got bored at opticians and thought, let's just do a bit of pranks mm. before we do it. And the first yeah. one is, fire some air in your eye when you're not expecting it. And then there's another one where you've got to look through a glory hole and look at a tiny little balloon on the horizon. Do you do that as well? Yeah, do that as well. Is that you, is it? (laughs) Yeah. It's mucking about. That that, that puff of air thing is just awful. Isn't it? It sounds like it should be nothing, but it's terrible. It it, it does really, really make you jump. And the thing was, the machine that I used to use all those years ago, you could actually adjust the the pressure of the puff. So (laughs) if I I had a, a customer that was being really horrible... I could turn the pressure up. Wow. So you really need to be kind to the people that do the pre-test before your full flight test. Uh, Michelle, are you saying that that the puff bit only happens when you're over 40? Because if that's the case, that's yet another reason why just ageing is horrible. It's actually, it's over 30. Um, Yeah, over 30, it's uh, more likely that you'll have a problem with the pressure inside of your eye, yeah. Well, I think regardless of talking about age or in years, you just say how many years into the puff machine you are. (laughs) I'm 16 years (laughs) in puff. Oh, well, I'm 21, so I beat you. (laughs) This is The Daily Takeaway. Can you believe it that this time tomorrow we will be still in a bed at Manchester's Arndale Centre? We'll be there from about 8 o'clock in the morning right the way through the day, uh, raising money for our charity Cash for Kids, uh, basically in response to this unbelievable statistic that kind of bowled us over a couple of weeks ago. 500,000 children in the United Kingdom don't have a bed to sleep in each night, which is just awful, has huge repercussions for their development and uh, how much rest they're getting and education, etc. as well. So we're trying our best to do something about it. Uh, if you'd love to donate, uh, we'd really appreciate that. Absoluteradio.co.uk slash beds uh, is where you can go and do that and uh, read a little bit more uh, about it. That's why we're spending the day in a bed tomorrow. We're going to be popping up on your radio throughout the day, reminding you about it. Uh, and then home time will come live from the bed uh, tomorrow. Um, the pyjamas, I believe, have arrived. Our producer, Adem, has... Pyjamas? I've got your onesies. Same, right. similar thing. No? Well, we were very specific about pyjamas, I, I believe. Yeah, pyjamas was the word that we were... I thought it was like nighttime where... Bear, bear in mind, we are in the Arndale Centre in Manchester, so yeah. at some points, as we mentioned on the show yesterday, you might have to nip out and go to the loo. Costa. How do you go to the loo in a onesie? How does that even work? They're very hot as well. They're very fleecy. Brilliant. So, are they? <laughs> uh, OK, I've got bushes one here. OK. It's bright yellow. Yeah, I've got to apologise as well. I've made a mistake and I've ordered you an XXL. Great, OK, that's, that's really good. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've started opening it. I'll let you do the honours. If there's one of us that you want to make a mistake and order an XXL with, it's not him. <laughs> uh, oh, my word. <laughs> I can see the material from here. 
I tell you what, if you are, if you have a cigarette at any point tomorrow, I'm going to go like a Roman candle. I'm not. That's huge. You know who it is? I know who it is. I, I don't even know. I feel like we should. We're not going to say who it no, is right now. No, we won't now. say now. We won't. <laughs> Can I touch that? I have a feel of that. <laughs> this is really well, bad. Yours has also come, Richie. And I've gone more down a, I won't say what it is, but I've gone more down a route for Rocco for... Um, yeah, that's going to... That's... Uh, whoa, that went high. I tell you what, with us in these outfits tomorrow, we're going to look like a, you know, like a bank robbery that's gone wrong? <laughs> a bank robbery where the robbers end up in a bed <laughs> with two microphones. Well, OK. Oh, right, a, a, a proper unveiling of these on the Dave Berry Breakfast Show tomorrow. Um, do we say thank you? I guess we have to at this point. We'll You're welcome. Thank you. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Home time on a Thursday night. If it's a Thursday night, it can mean only one thing. We throw open the doors of the Home Time Film Club, uh, trying to alleviate the stress of being the one that's got to choose a movie. So, look, if you're in need of a particular type of film and you'd like a recommendation from the very learned Home Time Show audience, all you need to do is drop us an email, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Now, as you say, it's all about removing the stress of choosing the movie, and this lady who's got in touch with us, she's got plenty of stress already going on. Beth blew it. Uh, it's got a fantastic name. She has got a fantastic name, yes. She has got a fantastic name. Uh, she's in Barnsley and says, Hello, Bush and Richie. Love the show. I'm hoping you can help. My best friend slash maid of honour is currently planning my hen party and has asked me what my favourite wedding movie is. Ooh. I'm stumped. It's probably cheating asking for help like this, but any suggestions of what could be my new favourite wedding movie would be very helpful. Thanks, future bridezilla. Beth. First of all, can I just say, what a shame when she... I mean, I presume this is the case, when Beth gets married, she's going to lose that cracking surname, blew it. She's blown it. She's going to be blown it, blown it. But uh, don't be afraid, don't be ashamed of, of asking for help. That's the whole point of this, yeah, this, so we're here. this film club. So I'm going to be honest with you, I'm struggling with wedding films being in the Andy Bush locker of, oh, I like that. <laughs> it's not your forte, that it's, one, It's no. not. I can't think of anything. Well, here's one that I think is loosely that you would you would approve of. The Hangover's a wedding movie. Now, that is a good film. That is a good film. I'm slightly obsessed with Owen Wilson's nose. <laughs> it goes four different directions at once. And, and, you know, that's saying something from me, because my nose is bent... That's great, Hangover. He's not in The Hangover. No. Who's in the Hangover? Uh, uh, he, he, he's not. He, he's not in the Hangover. You're thinking Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. See, you do know your wedding movies. That's at least two now. You know. Can't remember the names, but I can remember all the images and the people that are in it. Father of the Bride is uh, what Mark has come forward with. Uh, Steve Martin. It's a classic. Uh, although I'm wondering whether it's aged well because the Internet Movie Database is only giving it six and a half out of ten. I see. I, I can't. I've watched that film. Can't remember anything about it. <laughs> Same here. And I don't think that's actually necessarily a very good review. That's not a good start, is no. it? Uh, Natalia says Three Men and a Little Lady, which is the follow-on to Three Men and Baby. That's a good film. But I can't remember the, the wedding bit in that. I can. It's based, it's based in England and, like, um, the baby or whatever the kid's called is going to, like, a posh school over here and Tom Selleck realises he does like Andy McDowell and oh. comes over and, like... I feel like wedding movies is a specific part of my brain where I can't remember any of it that I've watched. And what's his face? What's uh, Ted Danson pretends to be an English vicar uh, <laughs> and doesn't marry them. That's the film. Our producer, Adam, is shaking his head quite violently, Richie. And it finishes with Waiting for a Star to Fall. Oh, really? Yeah. Waiting for, for a Star to Fall. That's the clear leader at the moment. Yeah, that's in the lead. The Daily Takeaway. 
Richie's Daily Takeaway. Beth has got in touch for the Hometime Film Club tonight after a film for her hen party. It's got to be a wedding movie. What are you putting forward? Mark says it's got to be Guilty Pleasure Bridesmaids, purely for the food poisoning scene. <laughs> it's a good film and that's a great scene. Sounds like something from the stain bit that we were talking about <laughs> the first hour of the show. Thank you. Uh, Barry says American Pie the Wedding. Now look... Now, now, everyone knows the law of American Pie is diminishing returns as each film goes on. The fourth is the worst of the lot. American Pie is uh, American Pie Wedding is the third film. Four American Pie films. <laughs> wow, I didn't even know that. It's blown my mind. Right, we've got Joe on the line. Joe, what are you saying? Well, obviously it's got to be the wedding singer, Adam Sandler, fabulous eighties movie. That's a good point. Now, I've been going on a bit of like a, a road to Damascus turnaround with Adam Sandler. I, I think I've said on this show that I've never seen a good Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. And now I've watched Two on the Trot, which I absolutely love. I saw The Wedding Singer ages ago, but I was in my anti-Adam Sandler stage. <laughs> oh, my God. How I know. do you have an anti-Adam Sandler phase? It's like, it's the best movie. I could just watch it over and over. The Billy Idol bit on the, on the plane at the end... Yeah, it's, it's like, for me, I feel like they should take me around schools. You know, where, like, people used to be offenders have come, have, like, have apologised and seen the error of their ways, and they're right now. It's very much yeah, like definitely. that. It's very much like that, because, you know, let's not judge you for when you didn't like him. Let's just respect you for seeing the light. Yeah, I'm a new guy seen now. Seen the light. You have seen the light. You can go and proclaim. Yeah, that's it. I wish I'd have talked to people at the time, but I'm giving you guys the chance to maybe, you know, make that little adjustment now and get into Adam Sandler. Give him a chance. Do get into Adam Sandler. Sandler. I mean, you've got Adam Sandler and you've got the 80s. What is what is there not to like? Uh, we've already made our thoughts clear on this. Stephen, why have you texted? American Pie the Wedding. It's a solid finish to a great film franchise. First of all, solid as a description. We've said on this show, solid ain't great. That's not good to okay. call, is it? We've already said American Pie the Wedding is a no. It's a no. So we're being quite firm on that uh, because we're trying, we've got Beth's best interests at heart, haven't we? We have. Uh, so this one is a weird one. It says the best wedding movie by far is Shrek. <laughs> is, what, is there a wedding in Shrek? I can't remember. Yeah, uh, what's her name? Mrs Shrek? Well, she, she is after the wedding. What's her name? Linda Shrek, isn't she? <laughs> Sally Shrek. Leona. Leona. Fiona. That hasn't been heard. <laughs> that wasn't me. I'm <laughs> stepping away from that. He's <laughs> um, oh, it's not a wedding movie. Let's make a decision. Let's make a decision. This is going wrong. But it's a good job we're off to Manchester tomorrow, mate, that's for sure. It really is. She knows where we are. She knows where you live. Um, I think it's got to be The Wedding Singer. We've never had the chance to put an Adam Sandler movie in because of your previous history. Yeah, let's put it right. I, I apologise to Adam Sandler uh, for dissing him in the past. I thought we had beef. We don't. He's good. Wedding Singer it is. This is The Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. Are you sure... You don't want to join me uh, in a cocktail can for the train. Can't be drinking cocktail cans. Uh, Blackberry gin bramble. Sounds like medicine. Mojito. Again, you can't have it in a tin. It's got to have the flamboyancy of all the uh, all the leaves and that in it. I love I love mojito. Uh, think pink gin. You can leave you one of those. Porn star morti- uh, martini. <laughs> well, that's a Freudian slip. <laughs> uh, aperitivo spritzer. Are you making these up? No, uh, and uh, just the standard gin and tonic. But, like, you know the flamboyancy? Uh, the, the, one of the reasons why people go for cocktails because they look the part. How is it drinking that out of a... Uh, oh, he's got a Hawaiian shirt. He's yeah. showing his Hawaiian shirt. Um, two servings in each of those cans. I've literally just found that out. I think you're going to be hosed down by riot police when you get to Manchester. <laughs> Crazy by crew. Ooh.